People are interesting, complex, yet simple creatures. And in describing people, we peel back a person's mask, overlook the judgments that they may have against them, and get a glimpse into why they are the way they are. Some might call it a character sketch, but here it's just describing a person. This is a work of fiction, or is it? The house was built in 1883. It was originally white, but it hadn't been painted since the late 70s, so it was more of a peeling gray kind of color. It sat on a hill on the curb of the small road, Dantonville Road, named after the Danton family who built the first house on the road back in 1876. The house was called the White Dantonville House, despite the lack of white, and that there were other white houses on said road. You see, the town was small, like crazy small. So when things got named, they stayed named, because not much changed. The house was also known as the haunted house of the town. But it was spoken about in whispers. The house was said to be built on a Native American burial ground, and the stump in the front yard was from when the town had a hanging tree, and that had been the hanging tree. It was cut down around the same time they stopped painting the house. But the strange thing was, no one said it was haunted because of those horrifying reasons, but because of the family that lived there in the 60s. The Evans. The Evans had a son and daughter, Fiona and William. Fiona was the older one. She was popular, beautiful, and talented, while William was rarely seen. He stayed in the house, said to be schooling at home due to weak immune system, but everyone knew it was because his parents and Fiona were embarrassed. You see, William was tall, rather handsome, but he had many mental illnesses that went undiagnosed. He was crazy well, and they kept him in the attic room. Cars passing would sometimes see him standing at the window looking out, unmoving. Yet no one really did anything about it. He believed that there were living things behind the walls of his attic room. He told his parents when they brought him food, but years passed and no one listened it was this scratching at night behind the walls that he learned to sleep through, and sometimes a clicking noise in the day. And on his 15th birthday, William was standing looking out the window when the darkest cloud rolled in and covered the sun. 
It was as if night had come early, and so the scratching begun. He clapped his hands over his ears and waited for it to stop, but it stayed for an eternity. He felt this overwhelming, desperate need to let the scratching out just to make it quiet. So he took his desk's metal chair and smashed its legs against the wall until he saw a dent forming. This encouraged him, so he kept going until the wall gave away. He fell forward, and above him, a black cloud of fluttering demons swarmed in a panic, smashing against everything, including William. He was screaming, or he thought he was. He couldn't hear himself or with the noise. His lungs hurt. His eyes burned with tears. He knew he must have finally died, and this was the hell his mother whispered to him about. Then, through the blur of darkness and leathery wings, he saw a dim light. He took the chair above his head for protection and ran through the demons with all his will and burst out into the light. Glass shattered out, and a tall, thin boy and chair circled each other as they fell from the fourth story to the grassy hill below. Above, a cloud of bats swirled out of the window up into the dark sky. They say his body laid at the bottom of the hill for two days before it was found. Today, if you go by the house, sometimes you catch a glimpse of someone standing at the attic window, looking out, unmoving, with messy dark blonde hair, thin chiseled chin, dark eyes. He wore a white shirt that hung off his thin broad shoulders, thin arms hanging at his side, and an expression of a storm before it rains. All whispered stories said that when you looked, it didn't vanish right away, but it stayed for a second or two before it faded into a black window again. I know this is true, because I also saw him. Describing People is written and produced by me, Sarah Kaliski. The music on this episode is by the incredible Jan Terran. I honestly listened to this song on repeat the entire time I was writing it. I love it so much. You can check out more of his music on the site freemusicarchive.org forward slash music forward slash Jan underscore Terran. I'll put more info and a link to that site in the description of this episode. And the music in the intro is from the song Metro's Breathing by the artist Kositi. Find out more about him and his work in the description as well. This show is hosted on Anchor, and if you're listening on Anchor, make sure to favorite the podcast, and thank you for being part of my Anchor community. If you've enjoyed this episode, also make sure to subscribe for more wherever you're listening, and if you can, please review it or rate it. It means so much. And lastly, you can stock this show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the username Describing PPL. I'm Sarah, and thank you for listening to Describing People. Stay kind, wise, and beautiful.
Cheers.